Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cheese and pickle. All of television history is contained in the box of delights. Hello, I'm Julia Rayside. Each episode, my guest chooses a favourite TV memory to talk about. Joining me today is Nick Duncalf, broadcaster and documentarian you'll have heard on BBC Radio. So Nick, welcome. What have you brought to show us today? I'm excited about this. This is a proper one where (laughs) it didn't take much for me to come up with this it was straight off the top of my head straight away it's still there in my memory although I would say that one of the things we'll talk about is there may be some elements of false memory in there but it's from one of my very favorite series at the time and still Alfie's own pet do you know I didn't watch Alfie's own pet I don't know why I just didn't watch it. ITV. Was it because oh, it was ITV? And my, my parents were a little bit judgmental see, about people who watched ITV. I could read you like a book there. <laughs> my wife know? wasn't allowed to watch ITV. Radio when she was Times, a kid. not TV Times. Thank you very much. It seems hilarious now. <laughs> But I think it was quite a middle-class thing that some people yeah. didn't approve of ITV. In fact, my parents obviously would have had control of, of the remote control at this time, and they were snobs, let's just put it bladly. They yeah. were absolutely aspirational, working-class, middle-class, wouldn't have wanted to see something about builders. Yeah. End off, move And on. the interesting fact, of course, about Afrida's own pet is that when they brought it back many years later, yeah. it was on the BBC. So the last oh, two... Yeah. I, how many series have been? Is it four or five or whatever? But the later ones were all on the BBC. Yeah. I don't know whether it was because they had a deal with Jimmy Nail, I don't know whether ITV turned Ooh. it down, I don't know it was. And he was doing Spender by then. Sorry, yeah. sorry to any Georges no, was, listening. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was perfect. That was a perfect impression. My accents are incredible. <laughs> and Geordie is famously a really easy one. Um, so yeah, I don't know why I ended up on the BBC, but the, the first two series were, were on ITV, and wow. this is this is from the second series, which for okay. me is head and shoulders above all the others. Yeah. Series one is great. All the ones on the BBC, I'm sorry, Mum, because I know my mum always still goes on about how much she loves them. Not very good, oh, I in my see. opinion. You think that nothing quite matched but the But this series, too, yeah. was great. And there is an interesting thing about this as well, which is that series one of Alfie's own pet, which is the basic setup, which is it's the 80s, Thatcherism is biting hard, there's no work, there's soaring unemployment, and this group of brickies go over to Germany... Germany? ...to Sorry. work on a building site. <laughs> I don't they know live... why I have to say it like that. Is it Stan Boardman? Germans? Let's just pretend that it's Moxie, who's Sorry, the scout okay, character fine. in our yeah. Freedom's <laughs> and then it sounds like you've said it in context. Sorry, this just is suddenly... This is what happens when you just... do a podcast about old television. Other, other bits of old TV come out of the box. Like, you can't stop it. You're not going to do Stan Boardman's routine about the Fockers, are you? I'm not, no. No, good. <laughs> so, anyway, the first series was, in, was set in Germany. And what surprised me when I look back into it is that that series was on in 1983. Yeah. And this second series, which is half based in the UK and half based in Spain was actually three years later which you know, after a hit series. That's a long wait. That's isn't a it? long delay. Now, I'm sorry to say that yeah. I'm too lazy to have found out 
why there was that I delay. I wonder. I mean, who knows? The wonders of commissioning and, you know... Yeah, I mean, you have to assume that they didn't think that the first series was going to make it. Because these not. days, you'd make plans for a second series in advance, especially if you knew it was a hit. Yeah, that's what happens with uh, anything successful. Yeah. But I think back then, that wasn't the case yeah, at no. all. They just weren't now there's just commercial to see. And then at the end of it, it was like, oh, we'll have to wait three years because Clement Lafrenia are doing a yeah, love, script polish love on joy. some American film. Or no, no, maybe no, they, they didn't love Joy. They didn't love Joy. They didn't love Joy. And frankly, that was their priority, Nick, and quite right too. <laughs> I feel like I've left a little gap there in case you want to talk about Lovejoy for 45 minutes, which <laughs> okay, is we, what we, you'd we, normally do. Dude, it would take me a lot longer than that and you know it. So this comes <laughs> to series uh, series two and it's episode six and what happens in the first half of series two of Alfreda's own pet is that the guy that I can't remember what the arrangement is, but there's basically a kind of a Glaswegian, slightly shady... Is he a crime boss or is he a businessman or both? I don't Ooh, think okay. it's ever made clear, but it's called Ali Frieza. Okay. There you are, I've done it as well now. <laughs> and he's played by the brilliant Bill Patterson. And he also has some kind of sleazy colleague called Kenny Eames. Okay. I remember all the names. This is off the top of my head. Was he Welsh? <laughs> no. he may, he I may hate have it been. when people do that, and I've just done it myself. I'm so sorry. And Kenny Ames owned a stately home and needed it renovating. Okay. And Ali Fraser says, well, my man Dennis, played by Tim Healy, yeah. can round up some guys and do it for you on the cheap. So they're doing up like this Brilliant. big house in the country. So they're getting the old gang back together. They fall in with a plumber who's in it for just a couple of episodes. One of these small characters where the detail's brilliant, which is that he's into country and western. Ah, so he's a plumber, he's explained. Welsh, he's mm. played by the guy who played Tosh in The Bill. Oh, OK. Right? Right, so you yeah, can picture him immediately. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. But he wears a cowboy hat the whole time and a fringe jacket and he's into country and western. Amazing. And one night, episode six, he takes the boys out for a night at a country and western club. And this moment is really a moment. It, it's on YouTube and it really is only a few minutes long. It is worth four it. Minutes long. Please watch it. I insist you all watch it. So they're at the bar at the front of this country and western club. And, and there are hay bales, people in Stetsons. Oh, yeah, it's proper. Mustaches. shirts. It's, it's quite badly done. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's authentic in, in terms of what perhaps a British country western club might look like. Back in the days when it was country and western. Yes. Not country or new country no, or any of that. No, 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 no. And the singer on the stage says, we've got a new guy who's going to sing for you. And he's worked with Merle Haggard. And, That's right. That was and, a bit And his friendly. name is, and you're, you're thinking, oh, what's this going to be? His name is Big Willie Osborne. That's it. Meanwhile, at the back, Oz played by Jimmy Nail, this Jimmy Nail. six foot six, massively rough looking Broken uh, Geordie Bricky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's at the back and he's bringing in uh, a round of drinks and he brings them over to the table at the front and he puts the drinks down. Everybody's just like, here are the drinks, here are the drinks. Fine. And he turns and suddenly he's walked on stage. He's on the stage, what's he doing? The boys don't notice Is that he's he gone mad? on stage. He looks at the drummer, they get a little counting and he starts... And he asked, singing this song. He asked them if they know the song. Uh, is it I Can't Be Myself? I Can't Be Myself. <laughs> oh, right? Which beautiful. is also a brilliant little touch, <laughs> which is that Oz is this hard man, says what he thinks, yeah. acts with his fists. You know, all a lot of the humour in Alfreda's own pet particularly in the second series where they knew what had worked in the first time round, yeah. was with Oz, right? Jimmy Nail, this guy who famously was a brickie, yep. who turned up at an audition yeah. and got this part because Clement Lafrenet were just like, well, this guy is Oz, and then yeah. wrote it around him. You know, he was the big success story of the totally. series. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they give him this moment where suddenly he starts singing and he's got this really beautiful voice. <laughs> Just what I'm thinking And to do the things I really want to do 
It's sort of underwhelming, but it's nice, Nick. I wouldn't say it was really beautiful. Well, it's, pl- it's pleasant. Don't spoil that moment from <laughs> March 1986 for me. I'm just going to say that you're over-egging it slightly, saying it was really beautiful. Well, it's, it's, it's the fact that it comes out of his ugly of, mouth. Of course, and that's what you know one what of I mean? says. Yeah, no, completely. They're, they're all taken aback. Well, they all... give the line to Bomber, they which do. is like, don't ever give a line <laughs> to Bomber, um, because he's played by a professional wrestler who had never acted before. He oh. can't really say like So he goes, I, I never realised something so beautiful could come out of something so ugly. <laughs> Only, I promise you, I have delivered that with a huge amount more animation than he does. You're a better actor than he is, I, I would, would venture. How can someone so ugly make a nice noise like that? But my other favourite moment is that Tim Healy, who incidentally is brilliant, really brilliant. Yeah. Um, he turns to the rest of him and he goes, he's miming. He's got to be miming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They think he's miming. <laughs> and he sings this song, I Can't he Be Myself When sweetly. I'm With You, which yeah. is about, it's not a random song. No, no, it's cleverly it's like chosen. It's pouring out from his subconscious is that inside, <laughs> I'm this sensitive guy. You've read way more into it than I did, I must admit. And I, and I just I love thought he's it. trying to angle for a record deal and this is the audition. Like, you know it's what? very consciously putting him in that well, know, I, setting. This is what I said right at the beginning, was that this is the, this is the moment of false memory. Yeah. Is that I rem- I've remembered that moment since it was on telly in 1986 yeah. Yeah. when I was 14. And it really was a brilliant moment of TV. And, of course, the narrative for me was that this was the moment where Jimmy Nail sang. Yeah. And his entire recording career after that was as a result of this moment Crocodile where he sings shoes. in the episode. And then I looked it up. Yeah. Go on. How, how this episode was on in March 86. Yeah. But he had a hit with Love Don't Love Here Anymore a year before. No way. So he was already crooning. So actually this has been put into the TV series it's horse, because they knew heart. he could sing. Oh, I see. Which, of course, in some ways... Is actually slightly disappointing. It's a bit cynical. Suddenly it's like you haven't discovered him, the character in a way, singing. He's already a chart topper. So like I said, there was this three-year gap between series one and two, and presumably at some point someone's discovered that Jimmy Nail can sing. And he had this one single, and I can still remember, I I mean... That's Max more of like his agent going, Jimmy's got to sing in an episode. <laughs> now, now it just feels it's icky. It's also gloriously back to those days where if you could sing, it didn't really, and you were a bit famous, it didn't really matter. You could you have a single make, out. Make you know, like John Inman had a single Super out called hard. I'm Free. Yeah, you, know, yeah, yeah. you know, everybody had a single <laughs> out. Jimmy Nail could genuinely sing. The one and I thing really I remember listening to the charts, and I'm pretty certain I'm right in saying, somebody will correct me quite simply by yeah. looking this up like I couldn't be bothered to, but his <laughs> first hit, Love Don't Live Here Anymore, I think Madonna was in the charts at the same time oh, with, with the, the same, same song. song. And his was a bigger hit. Really? You yeah. abandoned me. That one. Love don't live here anymore. <laughs> you asked for it. You so asked for it. Sweet. So the actually one, he the then went thing. on to do a lot more hits after this, but you know, but it's Nick, not the first moment. The one thing I thought you'd pick up on, which you haven't even mentioned, yeah. is who's the woman who's outside in her car having sex, who then stops having sex and does back her blouse up and goes into the pub because she's so she's desperate to hear as, this angel she's singing. She's credited as cowgirl. I think she actually says as she gets out of <laughs> aficionados of the programme will realise that uh, from the colour of the car that the person and just the activity that the person she's probably been having sex the with in the car is windows, weighing, yeah. um, she actually says I'm going to go in because I want to hear this guy yeah, exactly, exactly look his singing is so beautiful you can hear his, him through the door of the club through the windscreen of the BMW I don't know how from your from your sweaty embrace I'm assuming you're not really asking me who it is <laughs> who is it it's Gina McKee I thought it was I wanted that it's Gina I thought McKee. I was going I, mad I think I'm right in saying it. it's like her first credited wow. screen appearance sweaty cowgirl that, yeah you do get this moment in a minute where you're going oh wow Wow, Jimmy Nail's singing. Yeah, oh, I'd forgotten how much I love our fitness. I pet. What? 
this proper double take. It was Sad a bit of a moment, yeah. She's standing there doing her blouse up while she's yeah. listening to him singing. It was a very odd moment. It's a lovely it? moment, but also, I, you know, I, I, I genuinely love that series, I Feel His Own Pet. It's funny, it's sharp, it's, you know, I love their writing Answer anyway. me honestly, because there's, there's, if you ever had this, it's probably, you're going to say, no, no, it's just you. Because I'm like, I can hold a tune, but I can't really sing, sing. Mm. Like, I can't properly sing. Mm. I couldn't charm birds in the trees with my voice. Yes. But I have this, like, absolute fantasy of just getting up on stage one day exactly like this, this total wish fulfillment, and just killing it, like, doing it in the song. And then, and then just everyone going, we didn't know she could sing. Is and then this... just going back and sitting down, like, nothing. Are you happened. asking me if this has ever happened to me? Have you ever, have you ever wanted Is that? Is this to a happen? setup? No, I'm not going to make you sing. Catherine, not, ha- Catherine, hasn't told, you to. Catherine hasn't told you to ask me this question. No. Because she said to me, you should tell the story about the time that happened for you. <laughs> oh, my God. OK. <laughs> I didn't know this was coming. I just wanted to know. I wanted so you to confess. A long but... time ago, in the early years of our relationship, I'm going to try and tell it quickly. All right, go on. In the early years of our relationship, when we were both still quite young, yeah. uh, Catherine had the opportunity to go to Singapore uh-huh. uh, for work, and, and we... I paid for an extra ticket and stayed in the hotel with her. Nice. We went on a day trip to Indonesia from Singapore, right? Because we wanted to be, you know, global travellers. Yeah, obviously. But we just bought a ticket from from a ferry port. We didn't know where we were going. And we went to a... I don't even know where it was, but it's a port near Singapore (laughs) that's technically in Indonesia. Okay. But it's like Dover. It was like full of concrete and criminals. It was horrible. (laughs) It was horrible. So we spent nearly all the time... We were only there for a day, for one night. We spent most of the time we were there... Stuck in our dreadful holiday in oh, no. because people had said, "Don't go out in the streets; you'll just get mugged." Oh my right. goodness! There was a piano player and a singer in the bar, <laughs> right? And honestly, the only other people that are sitting around in this hotel are Chinese gangsters. Oh, I remember there was one guy who must have been in his sixties, and he was eating a meal and he was smoking a cigarette at the same time as eating his meal. <laughs> Fag in one hand, chopsticks in the other. Smoke, eat, smoke. Eat. It was like the cantina in Star Wars. It yeah. was a den of iniquity, right? Oh, my God. This singer, singer, song. She said, "Would anybody in the room like to sing?" <laughs> Catherine what on goes, earth? "You sing, you sing." She never heard me sing. And instead of, as you'd expect, going, "I don't think so," I went, "All right." <laughs> I think I was drunk. What? Okay, fine. I was about to. And ask, I got what made up, you do and I sang "Crocodile Shoes." Well, I sang Elvis. I sang Elvis <laughs> oh, song. Oh, not Jimmy. And Dale. I think I sang "Can't Help Falling in Love." I think it was Can't "Wow." Love. Was like, it "Love Me Tender"? Did you give it the full like Paul Shane from High? And High. I went for it. <laughs> And and she Catherine always says that it was actually this really amazing moment. I don't she, think it was. I think she, she was drunk as well. She fell in love with you that day. But <laughs> what did happen afterwards is that a guy came over to our table afterwards and said that he represented the Asian Tom Jones. Shut up. A lookalike, a singer-like, <laughs> and that he would be interested in representing me. You are. He said, "I'll make you a big star in Southeast Asia <laughs> as an is, Elvis impersonator." This is a dynamite. <laughs> Unfortunately, five minutes after that, oh no! He also tried to persuade us to take a backpack to the UK of his. Oh my God! Oh Nick! So I don't know how genuine the Elvis offer was, but it has been sort of a thing in our relationship for the. I think this was about two thousand and three or something. So for the sixteen years since, has been that I could have been the Asian Elvis. God. And then after your 17 years in a Thai prison, you eventually came home and became the successful journalist and broadcaster yeah, and you are here today. I am today. It's a lovely story. Now, <laughs> now, Nick, before you go... That's what you call bonus material, that, <laughs> That is Julia. amazing. Thank you. <laughs> now, Nick, before you go... God, thank you for that. Uh, would you like to open the Box of Delights and sure. delve in and pull out a question? Take your pick. There you go. It'd be good if it was an Elvis question. Though. I know. He wasn't on telly much. Did you or anyone you knew as a kid 
ever go on TV? Yes, I did. Really? I did, but in the most lame way. And I don't even think it's so lame that I'm not even sure I've ever really told anybody about it, but that makes it a good anecdote in a way, I suppose. Yeah. Which is that, you know, on regional TV programmes, I think this was on Look, Look North, which was our regional, still is, yeah. Yorkshire's regional TV programme. Mm-hmm. I get the feeling this was a thing in the 70s, not just in the area, where they would have, like, a song and it would be a children's choir from some school singing in front of some local landmark. Got you, Okay. And so we spent a day in front of, I think it was Fountains Abbey or maybe it was Bolton Abbey. I think it was Bolton Abbey. Yeah. Um, Whole of Trinity Middle School uh, Choir. Aww. And we were filmed singing s- some hymn. It's like, all things bright and beautiful, something like that. And then we also had to go into a recording studio and then record it as well. So because you could so we, make so, it lay it over the top. Yeah, yeah and yeah, I, remember, yeah. I remember the filming was quite good fun. And yeah. I can still remember my mum made me eat them and pickled sandwiches. <laughs> That's a nice that sandwich choice. Um, and um, But the recording in the recording thing was completely fraught because there was something in the song in fact you know what I think maybe we did Lord of the Dance because there was clapping in it <laughs> and they could never get the clapping to sound right it would be something from the Come and Praise songbook obviously that's the so. one we all had at school right? I don't even really remember whether it was ever on TV but you have to assume it was oh it must they have been they would have wasted it but then you might not have had a video recorded to be able to preserve no, we it for posterity done, so. we're talking about when I was like about 8 or 9 yeah. or something so I don't it's remember. like that's art it's like it happened but there's no record of it oh I was on something else as well I've just remembered oh, were you? when I was 13 I was an extra in a <gasps> Channel 4 play starring Dennis Waterman Wow! Where they had a scene in a working man's club and they needed a couple of kids to sit there drinking coke and eating crisps all day. they just come to your school and sort of like do a, a scout for you? I, don't, I honestly don't remember how it happened. It was really, really, really boring. No, but that's so exciting. Did you not even have a little bit of a twingle of excitement because you were going to be on TV? Oh, massively, yeah, yeah. yeah I was yeah, very yeah. excited about cool, it and right? then disappointed by the actual experience. Did, you, did it get you chicks? <laughs> No. <laughs> hey, come and, and come talk Waterman to me. I've been on TV. As, as I wanted him oh, to be. Really? But I've heard enough showbiz stories over the years to know that that is what everybody always says is... Oh, really? Oh, because you just want to be best mates with people. And I'm sure true. at the time he was just like, nice to meet you. It must be tiring. But I remember yeah. thinking, well, this is the guy from Mind I really wanted to love him and I don't really. Yeah. No, it's been never meet your heroes, ladies and gentlemen. Never meet them. Mm. Thank you, Nick. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can find links to the YouTube clips from today's episode on our Twitter feed at Box Delights Pod. Come and say hello. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.